0: DVR Podcast crew presenting moi the Fact Daddy. I'm gonna be talking about that film Annihilation because I really think that uh people Nah, I was gonna say people should see it, but I don't think it was for everyone. <clears throat> and that's perfectly fine because there's not a single thing on the planet I think that's for everyone besides water. And even then there are people who prefer coffee. So, whatever. Anyway, so the film Annihilation. One of the key elements to the film is that this alien sentience that they encounter does this thing called refracting. Now, refracting is highly complex as it relates to light and the engagement of perception as it relates to light. I don't want to go all crazy about it. So I just give you a very simplistic definition that will serve the purposes of this particular discourse or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So refracting is the change of light at a direction or a different direction or angle that at times results in a different appearance of a given object or subject. Um, Some of the issues that this film deals with are self-love as it relates to a changing perspective of the self following cultural norms to adopt ego love which usually results in the failure of relationships and leads to self-destructive behavior the question of whether self-destruction is intrinsic or a learned behavior Uh, is change advocated in this story or is a change by which we are invited to refract our relationship to ourselves others and the environment meaning it may be prudent for us to learn how to look outside of our adopted perspectives, so that we can evolve in the way that we interact and engage each other so that the world can be a much more fluid place Uh, I would say that our own personal hang ups tend to be obstructions in what potentiality we might be able to manifest it's like the potential versus kinetic energy deal the potential within each of us is vast but how we harness it and make it kinetic is minute and that diminished capacity comes from What we think we want and what we think we need And what we think needs to happen And what we think others need to do Also Well I'll get into that In the middle or towards the end But uh, I'm going to posit a couple of little tacky questions Uh, I'm going to start right now Because it's a good place to start Uh, These are the two things that popped into my head while watching this movie. Who are we in the absence of relativity? Now what that basically means is, okay, you have a gender, you have a race, you have a location on this planet, and you have the adopted language of said location. So all of these define who you are supposed to be. But in actuality, in the void of relativity, relative to everything else, is that how you define your existence? Are you defined as a male? Are you defined as a heterosexual? Are you defined as eating meat, not eating meat? Are you defined as being Christian, not being Christian? All of these things are ultimately constructs that we've created. We've made them realities. But in the absence of relativity, if there were no theists, what would an atheist be? they would it would have no meaning. You only derive the meaning of who you define yourself as within your construct based on another that that definition exists purely and only in a relative state in the absence of something to juxtapose yourself with your definition which only exists in a relative sense would ultimately have no meaning so who are you in the absence of relativity can you even define or state anything regarding your existence without relativity meaning without a relationship to something or someone else and I come to the conclusion that the answer would be no you cannot and I'm not saying it's impossible, but ultimately, your existence is derived and deduced and based purely on how you perceive yourself relative to others. In the absence of others, what are you? Who are you? Where are you? What is anything? You have It's a groundless, foundationless existence. Because you can't define yourself without relationship to others. You can't have... Weird without normal. You can't have normal without weird. You can't have straight. Without. Gay. Everything needs something else to define it. Without having that. That. Defining factor there. Who are you? What are you? What happens to you? So. I don't know. Um. Um. I think that's an important question. I think it's interesting. And I'll go a little bit more into what the movie was about. I don't uh, I don't want to give like 8 billion spoilers to the movie. But, I mean, it obviously stars Natalie Portman. And her character, Lena, is the focal point of the story. That and the alien sentient she encounters. So, the basic outline of the story is... You see some heartbroken woman who's a professor of biology. And her husband's been gone for a year. And as you see her, you encounter someone who later has an impact on the story. And this individual, who's a co-worker, turns out to be someone who this character leans on and and so leaning because she felt a void in what she perceived her perfect existence to lack, ultimately engaged in what we would call a self-destructive act. And her self-destructive act led her husband to engage in a self-destructive act. His particular self-destructive act was, because he was in the military, he was required to do certain missions. In particular, he was doing a black ops mission that involved a unknown sentient living organism that was altering the environment around it through refraction. We find out that it was refraction when Lena continuously looks at the changing cellular structures not only of her environment of of herself due to being in what they call the shimmer. And she went into the shimmer out of guilt for her self-destructive act leading her husband to his self-destructive act. Now she went into the shimmer to try to save him because after a year, when he comes back, he doesn't remember much and he's deathly ill. And then Lena is brought into the situation. Now when she goes into the shimmer, she goes in with a psychiatrist, and a physicist, and my brain eludes me as to what position the other individual was. I'm currently reading the book, but unfortunately, due to fatigue, I can't recall necessarily what the individual was. They, all to varying degrees, had some military background, but Lena very specifically was in the military for several years before concluding she wanted to go into biology. Anyway, so you have those elements. They go into the Shimmer, and ultimately everything in the Shimmer is affected by perception, affected by change, and affected by this refraction. Now, the odd thing about the refraction is the refraction functions in the story as far as I can comprehend it as more of a reflecting. So, all the adaptations biologically that are occurring really are things that are occurring within the observer's eye, and there's an integration of varying. Organisms becoming facets or aspects of each other integrating each other into each other almost becoming one in a sense now all the derelict hostile violent aspects of that have to do with the fact that there's a great deal of fear involved and you see this as it relates to the relationships of the individuals you see this as the shimmer extraterrestrial sentience impacts individuals with their notions of who they actually are like what are you are you your physical being are you the consciousness within your physical being are you both are you neither and those intrinsic key questions that arise from organisms that are conscious of their existences example given us human beings when they're faced with those questions they tend to run or they don't want to really address those questions and ultimately a great deal of the chaos that we see experienced in the world comes from the fact that we see each other as disparate objects slash subjects in an unforgiving construct where we have to kind of step on each other to get ahead and try to generate and create a false reality that has no transition where we seek safety and stability in an ever-changing world where even our own physiology changes and we're completely aware of that fact consciously so I really enjoyed the movie, even though it had these dark elements to it that made it somewhat horrifying. Because you you encounter certain horrific things that were occurring, like some of the transmutations that occurred in individuals who were part of her husband's squad when they went into the Shimmer. Some of those are visually disturbing. Also the pacing and the directing was excellent to the point where... You felt a sense of immersion in this ever-changing and alien world. And it was... I wouldn't say it was mind-blowing, per se, but it was definitely a far richer, deeper, more emotionally complex form of storytelling from the observer, which is me. In this instance, from from my point of view, all these disparate elements—whether it's man versus nature, man versus self—what uh, is the nature of reality? What is the nature of perception? What is the nature of perception as it relates to the self? As it relates to the constructs of the self, generating a notion of a reality? You had all these elements working together, and yet they were seamless in that. The extraterrestrial sentience acted as a foil because all the changing dynamics it imparted onto the reality as experienced by the observers within a shimmer also it was a reflection of the observers in a shimmer. It reflected their fears, their self loathing, their innate self destructiveness. Now, biologically, to some degrees, there are some cellular degeneration mechanism that ultimately a a cell chooses to self-destruct, so to speak. And one might posit that self-destruction is innate in the human biological organism. However, self-destruction from my observing perspective, from me as the observer, is ultimately a state of inheritance in that when you encounter a world where you see individuals who do not solve problems from not even a rational point of view, but more from an emotionally mature point of view, you you get a lot more suffering, pain, and chaos. And we band-aid all our emotional discord from the pains that others have imparted onto us by imparting similar pains to others so it's kind of a pain chain of reaction that enables and fortifies a sense of hopelessness whereby we become self destructive so I personally don't think self destruction is innate I think it's something that is observed and we tend to learn by mimicry we tend to learn through imitation so It's a form of learned helplessness or learned self-destructive behavior. We see it as part of the fabric of a reality, but ultimately it's relative to our perception of reality. So if we altered our perception of reality, we might actually alter our experience of reality as it regards our own self-destructive tendencies. So... Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty kick-ass movie. I I enjoyed it very deeply. It was it was acted out very well. I think it was it was done very very well. So I definitely would recommend it. I. I am under the understanding That it might come to Netflix So if you do have Netflix It might be on Netflix sooner than later Uh, It's performance in a box office Was not great However While I normally would understand that Based on What the film is relative to What a lot of other Mainstream films are I mean, we have to recognize the entertainment component and all of those things. But the reality is just a very it's not an easy film to watch, not because it wasn't directed well, not because it wasn't acted well, not because the script wasn't coding or coherent or sensible, but more because of what it forces the viewer to do, whether consciously or unconsciously, like it's it brings forth a lot of subconscious detritus that we might just push under a rug or push to the side or decide that we don't really have a lot of time on our hands to deal with those types of issues or concern ourselves with them but as with every great story it was a love story and as with every great story it's the story of our failure to confront the very basic nature of who and what we are or might be Um, In particular, the part that fascinated me the most, and this would be somewhat of a spoiler, so I'll just put it metaphorically. So, metaphorically speaking, Lena manages to encounter the alien sentience in The Shimmer, and ultimately, how it differs from her isn't even truly possible to state, in a way, it ultimately mimics and reflects her being, her movement, her emotional state, and I think that the thrust of the film is ultimately that that reflection is a key to trying to intuit or understand that innately there's some aspect or level that is pointing to... The notion that ultimately all existing things are one thing. Uh, This is not a new notion. Uh, Alan Watts once said that diversification is the greatest illusion. That your perception of what you believe to be something separate and disparate from yourself. Your perception of yourself as subject-object and your perception of others as subject-object ultimately is rendered mute. By understanding that you and everything else that exists is just part of a greater you that exists as a whole. Um, Some ideas do support this. I'm not saying this is fact or truth. Fact or truth, again, are relative. And there are also multiple levels of perception that are at play when we engage both our environment, ourselves, and others. But, if you just take the notion that not energy can neither be created nor destroyed, that would mean that ultimately, since the beginning, going back to that causality idea or concept I discussed, each and everything intrinsically and innately is one. And that ultimately, really, the expiration or death of life forms is just the way that the universe gives itself the capacity and ability to perceive things anew. If you had one regime, and they saw the world one way, and they were immortal, and they looked at that world that one way, the world would never actually change. And since it's the very nature of being to change, then ultimately being will continue to change, not just in concept and perception, but also in forms that have concepts and perceptions. So... That encounter with the alien, where it was literally a reflection of Lena, was, I think, a very thought-provoking and engaging way of elevating the story to give the viewer a sense that what is foreign and alien really is just another aspect to the self that was literally alienated from the self. So, it's a fascinating concept, and I think it's a fascinating film. I'm reading the book because the film fascinated me that much. Already, there's a lot of different things to it, Uh, different scenarios, even though I'm not that deep into the book. The book, uh, it has a rapid-fire pace in a way. So it kind of encapsulated some of the plot layouts that were divergent within just the first 10 pages. Nonetheless, though, it was cinematically a very well done film. It was beautiful. It was interesting. I felt it was complex. And it was disturbing. It's not like the feel good movie of the year. You don't watch it and go, oh, yeah, this is, I feel great it's more of a film that might evoke self-reflection and and make you realize just how far and deep you go with your own wanton acts of self-destruction because you're trying to achieve a sense of stability within your own identity and to recognize that that sense of stability only exists relative to how you engage others and perceive yourself might not be something you want to do on a weekend. (laughs) <laughs> but again the purposes of art are, are multiple or many fold or whatever you want to say about it so you can have just the entertainment aspect just the dynamic aspect but you also have the aspects that make you ask the big questions and make you wonder about how you're perceiving your own existence and What you're doing on a day-to-day basis relative to others. And how all of that comes into play. Just keeping civilization afloat. Because ultimately, civilization hinges upon agreement. We agree to identify certain things in a certain way. And to experience reality in a similar way. Just so that we can communicate it. But there are many ways to perceive and interact with what we call reality and also how we shape it through those perceptions so really the crux of civilization depends upon an agreement and individuals who do not fall into that agreement are considered a threat because they threaten our false sense of stability in the reality we're inhabiting because ultimately rapid change is something that is very difficult for us to adjust to and we're living in an age where information is exchanged so rapidly that the adjustments that you have to make are ridiculous that they come at you exponentially and ultimately there will come a day where at some point the critical breakdown or breakthrough will have to occur for us to evolve into another level of consciousness where we can engage reality at a level of deep awareness as opposed to superficial self aggrandizement. So I'm not saying, you know, we are the world, we are the children or any of that shit. It's just purely my experience and evaluation of that film. Like I I think it was good, I think it was thought provoking. I think it was intelligent. I definitely would recommend you watch it at least once. I don't know if it's something worth repeat viewing, not because of the value, but because of the underlying disturbing nature of what the film is. But then again, someone might watch it and think of it like The Muppet Show, or I don't know. They might think it's funny as shit. Everyone's got their own thing to varied degrees. But that's about it. I'm not sure what I'm gonna kick off with because again I'm kind of enjoying doing the cinema thing. I may go back into the anime thing. I'm not certain. I, I am drawn to very specific things because I myself have a tendency to be very interested in what is the nature of reality, and how do we generate reality, and what are we in relation to each other, and who are we in the absence of relativity. Things like that. Anyway, hopefully the weather stays better wherever you are. Do You survive whatever you have to survive, whether it's a bad relationship or crappy weather or too many taxes or a convoluted, overstated world full of distractions and madness or just indigestion and having to take a big old dump. Whatever you need to overcome, I send you my quasi-positive vibrations and I wish you nothing but the best and appreciate your time in listening to this and I thank you. So, be easy, be cool. I'll check out some more shit, and uh, I'll be blabbing about it. Until that time, be easy. Later.